want to try it. <laughs> Have you already had dinner or no? Um, I just, well, I, I made myself a fruit bowl, but Lucas, sorry, Lucas stole it from me. A fruit bowl? No, Miranda, a yogurt bowl with granola. And he literally nabbed it from me. So you let him him eat the fruit bowl or the parfait bowl you made? Yeah. I'm like, all right, whatever. Get out of here. He's not hungry. Dude, that kid. He's like my cat. You know, you have I told you about my cat? No. How he like steals food from the. Okay. So this cat, I get him like this really uh, bougie cat food. Okay. I don't even know why I do this for him because he'll eat garbage. It doesn't matter what it is. This cat breaks into our pantry and steals the food out of our pantry. Like he like gets, he like pokes holes in all of our food, trying to eat all of our bread. Are you feeding him enough? Yes. That cat is like kittens are supposed to get like 200 calories a day. And I feed him 500 Okay, so he's eating a lot. Plenty. Plenty. Miranda, is, does, okay, do you let your cat on your countertop? Sorry, I'm chewing. No, but he gets on there anyway. And he's getting so comfortable. We're, we've tried the foil. We've tried the cucumbers. We've tried everything. All I have to do is, like, spray him with this, like, Mr mist of water anyway so we're going to bed last night and we are walking you know we're we're heading to the bed and he's like laying on the counter all cozy it's like oh absolutely absolutely and every single time we catch him we like grab him and throw him off and it's like he will not get the clue that he's not welcome He's not on welcome the on the counter. Yeah, I watch a bunch of TikToks. I obviously don't have cats. My husband's allergic, and I just see these TikToks of these cats on these countertops, and I'm like, Whoa! I did. Mm-hmm. And then I made a TikTok today because I was think I just had this thought. I've had this thought before, and I finally made a video about it. I I just don't understand. Are you the t- are you a person who will use your countertop as a table? I mean, not as a table, but as a plate. No, what? Like, for example, two two examples. One, I see people like chop like strawberries on their countertop, like raw dog. No, no, not my, not my courtside. Okay, the second example I see people do is like they'll use it as a plate. So like they'll like eat a bite of pop tart and then lay it down on the countertop. Absolutely fucking not. I think I'm like, I would consider myself a pretty clean person. Like, in terms of, like, spraying things down, right? But not enough for me to use my, like, countertop as a plate. Nobody. been sanitized. Nobody is that clean. And the thing is, is, like, the cleaning products aren't meant to be eaten on top. Like, if you're going to... What you wipe down your counter with is not meant to be consumed. Yeah, that's true. No, no, no. 
I just, every time I see it, I'm like, I cringe. It's, no, yeah. I can't believe people, I didn't know that people did that. And I'm you not, like, my house, isn't, to it. my house is not clean by any stretch of the means. And I will never do that. If my house was cleaned, you know, professionally every single day, I'm still not doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there are people out there who do it. And if you're That's... one of those people, I put you in the same camp as the people who like don't wash their hands. Like they, those just... are the people that don't wash their hands. They are. Yeah, they're the same people. They're the same. That's a Someone commented. Diagram is a circle. Mm-hmm. And was like, um, I don't understand why people on these app judge for people for what they do inside their home. <laughs> I was like, fair. <laughs> Listen, in like I think. In some amount of years, I will finally be able to commit to, like, no shoes in the house. That's just a far cry from where we're at right now. Yeah. But we're, we're, we're on our way there. Half the time we're in a construction zone, so it's just not feasible at this time. So. <laughs> I have a ton of cheese left on this little pepperoni pizza. I'm trying out. Well, we have. This is the Better Than Nothing podcast. I am so sorry that we <laughs> haven't <laughs> introduced ourselves. My name is Miranda, and I'm trying to split a pepperoni open, and I realized that I just tore it in half. So never mind. Rachel, go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh, yes. Um, my name is Rachel, co-host of the podcast, too. We're sisters on a mission to become our best selves and bring you along with us from mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, all of the above standpoint. We just want to be better humans on this planet. Um, and we're bringing you all along for the ride. I love a ride. Um, I love a journey. I actually hate when people use, like journey is one of those words that is so overused at this oh, point. Oh, it's so gross now. It's terrible. It gives it's me so the ick. I don't even know how to like I don't even know. So if I'm like typing out something and like journey is like coming up into, I, I, del- I restart, rewrite, we got to restart this whole sentence because this is not my journey. And even just <laughs> if, as like a health and fitness coach, I even hate, like, there's just certain words. I'm just like, again, get one a gag health and fitness coach. I'm just like, uh, it's just not, I mean, yes, it is, but it's also just not that. And that's just sounds so like sleazy and grimy. Absolutely. Tell and us all with- your words. <laughs> Tell us all the words that you hate, please. And then, well, wait, so health and fitness, but you use like, you know, your weight loss journey, your health and fitness journey. When I hear those phrases, I'm just like, <gasps> oh, <laughs> it just like sends me into a tizzy. I can't be the only one who thinks that, though. I'm... Mm-mm. 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 People are going to be like, Miranda ate the first 10 I did. I can't even. Podcast. Honestly, I wasn't even planning on eating it, but I saw the delivery, and I was like, I'm going to go ahead and grab this. And I, I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to hit record just in case we talk about anything, because like, we just started chatting oh, right so away. so good, though. So there's these Lunchables. The brand? It's called Mighty Yum, and they're vegan Lunchables. And I got them for my daughter so she can have them at school. And I just had to try it naturally. Um, where did you get them from? Online. They're frick-ass expensive. They're probably the same price as Lunchables, though. How okay. much are Lunchables? Can, 
I'm going to go that real quick. I don't have. Fill the I space. No idea. Um, okay. Well, I'm trying this drink right now. I have a bevy. It's non-alcoholic. It's called hop water. And uh, taste is like five out of 10, I would say. So what it is, it's crafted with adaptogens and nootropics. What that means. What's a nootropic? I've never heard that fucking term before. Um, I've, I've heard it before. I've heard it used. I, I can't. Like, we, we don't have somebody to look things up. Um, I got but, it. Okay, look it up. <laughs> nootropic. But anyways, it has um, some ingredients in here that are, like, to help boost your mood. I think that's what it is. Like, a nootropic is to help boost your mood. It's literally N-O-O. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go on. No, it's fine. Um, so it's got like a hoppy flavor, but I'm not gonna lie, I kind of feel like I'm like mm-hmm. like the aftertaste is like of a uh had you just smoked a little bit of a joint or something. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, but it like not in a good way. Um, but anyways, it has ashwagandha, which we all know and love. Um, and then L-theanine. I don't know if people know about L-theanine, but it's really good for your mood. Um, this has cognitive performance, which makes sense. Um, but it's also good for, um, like, um, putting yourself into a calm state um, for sleep. Yeah. So, anyways, I gave that a try. I don't know if I care for the flavor, but... I love a coma, so that sounds nice. Yeah. I'll definitely have to try out this coma-inducing drink. My, I take, I'm taking supplements right now for my sleep, and they have L-theanine in it. Um, so. uh, And ashwagandha. I have Vito taking ashwagandha because that man needs to watch his heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, does he get out? He's, yeah, he, like, maintains a level of stress. Can't relate. (laughs) Anyway, I want to read nootropics. Literally spelled N-O-O-T-R-O-P-I-C-S, which already alerts my, this is fishy, but I guess it's not. Okay, it's actually, like, yeah, (laughs) it's actually... So it sounds legitimate. It's on Wikipedia. What do they say? What's the definition? What is it? It's a brain supplement, smart drugs, and com- <laughs> cognitive enhancers uh, are numerous natural semi-synthetic and synthetic molecules that claim claim to improve cognitive functions such as executive functions, attention, memory, and creativity. Hmm. Interesting. Like, I think that you can put nootropics in, like, I think I've heard of this um, brand called Cured Nutrition. And I want to say they put together something that would help with, like, cognitive function for during the day that would help you focus. And, yeah, I don't know. But is it, like, a bl- is it just a blend of different ingredients and they call it a nootropic? I think it's, yeah, it looks like a blend of, it. yeah, nootropics are also known as smart drugs, 
are a diverse group of medical substances whose action improves human thinking, learning, and memory, especially in cases where these functions are impaired. Interesting. What is, do they have like examples of ingredients or something? Not that I'm mm. seeing. It's, it just says plants. Now, uh, yeah, if I could see the blend, that would be cool. I'm trying to go to the abstract. So I was just reading the abstract on whatever this is. N-C-B-I-N-M. Yeah. The study websites. Okay. <laughs> now I want to go to the... Hmm. There's quite a bit here. Oh, I want to read more about this. I'm going to save this for later. Sorry, guys. Okay. What else is up? Uh, you know, nothing much. Just doing... I did so much today. What did you do? It was kind of annoying. But I even managed to go to the gym. So I basically did everything. What about you? Um. Well, I am a um lonely gal the rest of the week so chad left this morning to work in chicago for the week um mm -hmm. all my dog all my little babies left the nest so i don't have any dogs here really watching. yeah so it's just me myself and i for the next couple of days that sounds um, like heaven i'm sure you would love it yes <laughs> um i worked today did some laundry prepared a okay. little bit for today's podcast i still need to get in some steps after we do this i want to go for a walk too that sounds nice what's la temperatura <clears throat> i started out this morning by at 7 a.m i was getting my blood drawn so what it was a great morning mm -hmm. and then i came back here and ate some food and then emilio she like tapped on my shoulder and she's like, I want to go to the gym. And I said, fine, let's go. So I get to the gym at like 10, something like that. And I do like this half-assed back workout. It was, it was not my best, but I walked after, grabbed the kids, came home. Did she want to go to the gym just to like play? To socialize. Yeah. She's a little social Aww. butterfly. That's mm -hmm. so cute. I know. She's a very cute lady. She's so funny. Oh, my gosh. She just cracks me up all day long. Are you, like, sad that she's going to school? Yeah. I mean, I am. Like, it's going to be really hard to, like, transition without her. But she's going to love it. So just being positive for her. Are you guys going to take pictures? It was, like, the first day of school here. So wait no it was yesterday it was the first day of school everyone was outside taking their pictures and it was cute that is really cute did you say hi to people no they don't talk to me oh bummer Mm-hmm. yeah no um <clears throat> i don't know this neighborhood is not super friendly so go knock on people's doors if they were to answer, I don't answer my door. I'm sorry, what? No, I never answer my door. Because I think the worst of humans, like, they would probably try to, like, kill me or something. Okay, I mean, valid. That's valid. You've heard, I've heard of just so many stories where, like, <clears throat> people are knocking on their door, trying to, like, barge in their house, or... 
they just point blank point blank shoot them so you know i just i'd rather not i'll tell you i uh had somebody knock on my door and it was like two minutes later i like went to go like i thought it was a delivery and i opened up the door and there's somebody standing there just still waiting for me to answer the door and i jumped and i was like what the fuck are you doing here and he was like my bad what did he want just he was passing out flyers for like home renovations and i'm thinking my husband does all this goodbye goodbye (laughs) we have like a lot of solicitors which they shouldn't be in this neighborhood because they're banned by our hoa but they still come and it's it's call your hoa on them yes I don't have their phone number. Chad would have to do it. I'm sorry. Why? I don't have their phone number. Is Chad on the HOA? Say yes. No, but I would love... He wants to, like, be on the ward. Yeah. He's just like Dad. He's very objective. I think he could get a lot of stuff done. Yeah. But people would hate us. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, this single couple gets in here. Because, um, so we have a an HOA rule that nobody follows, which is like you can't park on the side streets. And really? Yes, and no one abides by it because, like in Texas, there are no there are no basements. So the only storage uh-huh. really you have in your homes is your garage. Okay, so no one parks their garage. Like I don't see really anybody utilizing their garage for their vehicles like it's usually people's stuff and that like everyone has multiple vehicles i feel like and they will park on the side streets and um that would be probably the first thing that we would crack down on is everyone needs to park in their driveway well they need bigger driveways is that the fix mm-hmm. bigger driveways well they probably need less vehicles but i mean Listen, I'm not going to argue at that point, but some people just need multiple cars. We are a single vehicle couple and we do Mm -hmm. just fine. Yeah, this is true, but some people have um, teenagers. That's true. Yeah, Yeah, but a teenager, I, I beg to differ, doesn't need a vehicle of their own. Okay, what about, you know, you and I? <laughs> I'm just Did saying. we have our own? <clears throat> Probably shouldn't have had one. You know, maybe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not me. I would, I would agree, not me. <laughs> Probably not you either. Listen, I... I I made it out just fine. We could have easily used their cars. Easily? Not easily, but like we could have. Maybe they uh, excavate basements and start building basements. Just uproot everybody's lives. Yeah. I don't know if they would do that either. I don't think that's the solution, my friend. No, probably not. Um... Yeah, I got no solutions. I can't park on my street, but I have a really long driveway, so I got no 
no problems here. <laughs> when we first um, moved in, Vito's like, we can get like 15 cars in this driveway. And I'm thinking, well, no, the fuck we can't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we had a topic to talk about. Do you want Rich? to talk about it? Yeah, let's do it. We've, we've like scattered on, or do you want to keep scattering our brains? Cause I'm fine with that. No, I mean, we can talk about our, we wanted to talk about gratitude today, but I'm curious, like what you, I'm, I, you know, I put together a couple of things on this topic, but if there's anything that was top of mind for you. First things first, this is the what? skims shirt that I got. Oh yeah. So for, okay. Well, for Miranda's <laughs> birthday. I um got her a Skims gift card. So you got a shirt. Stand up. Yeah, I got one. Doesn't Oh, it's fit. a little crappie top. Is the quality um It is nice quality. I'm not going to fucking lie cuz I also got a what have you one piece. What are those called? Uh bodysuit. Mhm. Mm I got one of those and it's actually really nice quality cuz I've gotten like many of those in the past. This one's definitely the best. What color bodysuit? I thought it was black, but I guess Onyx is not black. What's Onyx? It's like charcoal, like a real oh. dark charcoal. Okay. But do you I like did the not color? See. Yeah, I do. It's around here somewhere. I just don't know where it is. Okay. I like it. I have no problems with it. I just didn't know that Onyx was not black because Onyx to me is black. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that either. I would have thought it was black too. Let's well, see we're if just Onyx stupid. Another, I guess. <laughs> Onyx color. Mm-hmm. Let's see. It's, it says black. Well, it sounds like <laughs> Kim's dumb. <laughs> Give me you fucking idiot. <laughs> yes. Um. All right. Grat gratitude. I really yeah. hate actually when people like sing words, but I'll stop. So I'll stop. Anyways, gratitude. What did you want to talk about today with, with the the thought of gratitude? You know, I'm really grateful for people to have enough energy to sing words. <laughs> Are you? Is that genuine or no? Um, I mean, I just have no thoughts about them, but I just really had to call you out. <laughs> Well, um, on that, so if with gratitude, uh, I've been, I listened to a couple of podcasts. I did a little bit of research, which has, it's been a while for me to do something like that. Um, coming from somebody who is always really, not always take it back. I'll reel it back. I have been practicing gratitude probably since. 2017 maybe I had like a very um reg regimented regimented gratitude practice uh I was a huge fan at the time of Rachel Hollis mm -hmm. she was an author of she's an author of Girl Wash Your Face a couple other books she, Girl Wash Your Butt okay <laughs> she um she came out with a book 
not a book, but like a journal. That's like the you just threw me off with doing that too. <laughs> Sorry, that title always cracks me up. Tourette's. <laughs> Anyways, um, they did last ninety days, I think, or a ninety day journal because they would do like the last ninety days, October, November, December, to like try and reach their goals before the new year. And I got her journal a couple of times. And part of that journal is a 10, um, like list of 10 things that you are grateful for. So started doing that, was really consistent with it. I actually liked it because it was more of like creating the life you wanted to live is really the intention of it. And I'll explain. So her thought process was write down 10 things you know, you, you would be grateful for in the future. Like I make X amount of, you know, I make X in my salary. We own a home, a beautiful home with a kitchen. We, with a beautiful kitchen or whatever it is, uh, getting really specific on what that future looks like there. It's your gratitude, but it's also like the goals that you eventually have for yourself. So that's a little spin on it. But then ever since I stopped really with the whole Rachel Hollis thing, not because of the scandal of which was like her and her husband. Um, but you know, just shifting away from her content and everything. Um, but just continued that like gratitude list of two to three things per day that I was grateful for and giving you some context here. As I started doing my research to find out like, okay, why do we do this? Why is it important? What science is rooted? You know, where's the science to support that this actually works and is it a hoax? And um, I was listening to Mel Robbins' podcast. Um, I I think it's just called Mel Robbins. Um, Do you know who that is, Miranda? Yeah, she's married to Christopher Robbins from Winnie the Pooh. Is she really? (laughs) No. Oh. But his name is Christopher Robbins because you sent okay. me him. And I was like, oh, she's married to the Winnie the Pooh character. You said that and I thought you were serious because you know there's a movie called like a real oh. life. That's what I thought. No, he just has the same name as a Winnie the Pooh character. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so you don't know who she is. No clue. Um, she's like a motivational speaker, probably more to her that I don't know. But anyways, I've listened to her on a couple episodes before. But anyways, pause. Okay. Any relation to Tony Robbins? No, no. I did not a cousin. Not Mm-mm. a. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Interesting. Fair, fair, fair question, right? <laughs> okay. Her, Mel Robbins, I listened to her podcast. And then I also listened to, are you, do you know who Andrew Huberman is? Huberman Lab? No. He's a doctor out of Stanford. Um, and What's he, his degree in? Uh, ophthalmology. So like an eye, like science, he's a scientist of eye, like, but I, th- maybe ophthalmology and neurobiology. I, don't quote me on that. But anyways, he um, is a professor at Stanford. Um, and he does this podcast and he does a bunch of topics on like really a lot of biohacking stuff, you know, like cold plunge, red light therapy, gratitude, you know, like effective tools for fat loss, 
-hmm. if you are a Huberman, you know, person or like you listen to his podcast, you know who he is, you get it. If not, and you're interested in learning like the mechanisms and, oh, you would love the one that he has one on ADHD. That one would be really cool for you to listen to. He's because he's super thorough, uses studies to reference his claims. I mean, he's and and he's putting it into a way for you to apply this information. Um, yeah. So, anyways, Huberman is great, and what I learned from both of these podcasts is that when you're practicing gratitude, and we'll get into that, how to do that. It has to be from a genuine place. Like you really, it's, I'm someone who definitely subscribes to the thought that like fake it till you make it. That's worked a lot in my life. Um, but when it comes to gratitude, it actually doesn't work. Those neuro, neuro connections and neuro circuits don't happen um, with those positive, you know, like neurotransmitters if it is not really like a true genuine appreciation of that individual place thing, et cetera. <clears throat> Sorry. So what you're saying is your body can tell the difference if you actually don't appreciate it. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. So yeah, there is so. no fake it till you make it. Not in the sense of gratitude. Mm -hmm. That's why you start with things that you actually are grateful for. Well, and then they went on to talk about, um, like effective strategies for gratitude and it really is. So they, I found two different opinions in my research that I did on my own In my research that I did on my own, I found that there is evidence to support that, you know, writing down the things that you are grateful for does improve uh, your mental health, phys physical health, well-being, outlook on life, um, immune, you know, immune health. And then from, you know, the, what Huberman was talking about, he was like, it actually has to be a little bit more deeper than that. It has to be like a story. Like you have to, so it's two ways. One, it has to be like a story or an actual event that you almost have to relive to have that gratitude. And then that story has to be, it could be another, like maybe it's a story about you. Like maybe for me, I have to think back to a story about you and a something you were struggling with and someone had helped you with that situation and you had expressed extreme gratitude towards that individual, I would have to listen to that story to be put in a place of gratitude. Okay. I am trying to follow. Oh, wait, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Can you see me? Yeah, why? I just got a notification that said um, that it wasn't working. Okay. So, Okay. I know this was kind of for me too. I, I, I think I'm a little skeptical. Like I, I'm not, I think he's super smart and probably, I, I think we have anecdotal experience that comes into play that we can talk about, but yeah, basically he's saying like, you have to like listen to a story. So what they found, like there was a study where individuals would listen to these stories 
like it was like kids in Africa that were helped by some other, you know, individuals and it was really moving for them. And that was able to put them in a place of gratitude. The second way for effective strategies of practicing gratitude is if you are giving the praise and the appreciation for an individual. So if you are going out and like writing a letter to maybe I'm writing a letter to you expressing my appreciation for how much work that you put into the podcast and editing the videos and things like that. Um, that is how you practice gratitude in an effective way. It's what he was stating. <clears throat> so not like going out and buying somebody a gift. Mm, That's not, no. I agree mm. with that. Cause I, you know, there was no mentions of gifts. <laughs> No, I agree with that because I feel like, you know, people want to buy your kids a ton of gifts and, you know, and like, I feel like it makes them feel better about, I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of assuming here and it just doesn't do anything. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say in relation to this topic well, I just feel like it's you're trying to show people that you care, and I don't think that it does. I'd rather receive, like, you know, a heartfelt letter. But that might just be you. That's a whole different topic of, like, how you receive love and, like, the five love languages. For you, giving gifts is just not – maybe it's not how you receive love. For you, that looks like – heartfelt words on a paper you know what I mean maybe I feel like it's somewhere in there though what the gratefulness it's in there I swear well I so, honestly have like a thought but I just can't really get it out all the way that's okay I'll uh, take the lead on this anyway so <laughs> we wanted to talk about it today just because it's something that I I continue to do it's changed now I don't really do like write it down. Um, I have in the past, I would recommend it. I, I really want to just talk about something else that I'll share in a second, but I thought that those two learnings were interesting. So noodle on it, if you will, um, what I shared about the Huberman podcast or check it out. Maybe we can link it in the show notes. We can link both of those podcasts there. Um, Remind me. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Marin is operating on like... <laughs> Four brain cells. I got nothing up here. <laughs> um, what was I going to say about? Oh, let's get into mine. It, has baby. really changed though because I have been really placing a lot of a lot of my gratitude is to to God. Um, I'm really, really putting a lot of time and energy in um, the Bible and taking time to praise God and all the blessings that he has blessed me with in my life. So that looks different. And that looks for me, that is through prayer. Um, and, and I feel doing that, it has, I think, immensely changed just my outlook, my reduced, my anxiety, reduced, increased my happiness and that's just me anecdotally obviously whatever you believe is what you believe but that's how it looks different for me now but I think what I wanted to share is if it if you are someone who is struggling 
mentally, um, any source of just unhappiness, sadness, anxiety, trauma, there is science to support gratitude practice. Like I mentioned with those two ways to do it through which, you know, Huberman had mentioned, but then also, um, I think taking the time with writing it down, there's science to support that as well. Um, we can, I can, I brought up a study that we can talk about. Um, but then also, um, even through prayer and praising something greater than you, cause that's ultimately what, um, gratitude is. It's mm-hmm. placing the, the thankful, the, the appreciation, the praise to, to something, some, something out, outside of yourself. But, um, a good friend, fellow coach, she also listens to this podcast. So hopefully she hears this. She taught me that any of those feelings that you might specifically with like stress and anxiety, you know, they say, um, when you're feeling anxiety, you're living in the future. And when you are Mm -hmm. feeling stressed, I think you're living in the past or I can't remember one of them. Maybe I just butchered it. I can't remember. Um, but any of those two feelings, the way to interrupt it is with gratitude, like interrupt the feelings of anxiety, interrupt the feelings of stress, interrupt the feelings of sadness with gratitude, and you're instantly placed in the present moment and replacing those emotions with joy. Like you instantly put yourself in a place of joy, of appreciation. And I just think that that was, when I was able to understand that concept, I was especially when I was like really struggling with my mental health of, and, and for me, I'm more prone to anxiety doing that instantly, just like, and you can feel it. You can feel your heart start to, you know, your heart rate start to decrease. You can feel yourself start to like your shoulders to just come down and relax. And anytime those feelings came up for me, I would try my best to interrupt those feelings with gratitude. Sorry, guys, we had a little technical difficulties. Whatever we were talking about before is well gone, but we're going to jump right into where we think we might be. So in that case, it's listen, I I have I'm going to speak more on this probably throughout the podcast, but I have experienced quite a bit of positive impacts or positive changes because I started practicing gratitude. And I know it's directly because of that, just the act of writing down how much I am grateful for my children and who they are and how they are. It just affects every bit of my life. Yeah. Um, I I was also, Mel Robbins said this perfectly. You want to start to just ski scan your day for those grateful moments. And once you start, you have to train your brain to find them. It's not Mm -hmm. like you're just it. So, so the act of writing it down is so you start to notice the small things. It's like when people talk about like romanticizing your life, well, they're talking about like being grateful for the small moments. When I write down my gratitude list, Hopefully this is recording because mine looks all funky right now. Um, when I write down my gratitude list or when I had in the past, it's like, I write down like, so grateful for Chad's forehead kisses before he left for work today. 
or maybe he left me like a cute little note um, on my coffee or he made my coffee for me. And picking up on those small moments, maybe it's a gesture from a stranger or you start to just pick up on those little tiny things and they do add up. And then you start to seek those things in your day to day and think like, and then you'll just be looking at the sky and think like, wow, what a beautiful creation, this beautiful sunset that I get to look at that I am privy to, you know, it's just, it puts you in this state of mindfulness and presence and appreciation and ultimately gratitude is linked to joy. Like they're, they actually have similar, like in brain scans, they light up the same area in your brain. So they're very interconnected. And I don't know about you, but who doesn't want to feel more joy in their life and more appreciation for this, for where we are in, on this planet and the life that we have. And I think we all want to experience and feel those feelings that come with practicing gratitude. Listen, careful with those blanket statements, because some people like to be miserable. Okay. <laughs> then they shouldn't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they probably That's are. On, yeah, they they are. probably are listening to the AM radio. <laughs> the Right. Or the news. <laughs> on static. Yes. So I'm not preaching anyone to start a gratitude practice, but I think if you're in a season that is, that is stressful, that is anxiety ridden, that is, feels sad right now. And you, and you want to start to pull out the positives to pull yourself out of whatever negative situation you're in. It is something to consider. Um, to start to feel those positive feelings again. I completely agree. It really is life-changing. It's, it's so little to do. And I tr I'm trying to get my husband to get in the habit of it because, you know, when you haven't done that brain training to seek out the positive things around you, you know, you will naturally pick out all the negative things. So I have to like remind, sorry, Vito, to bring you up. I have to like remind him to like... <clears throat> you have to think a little differently, right? You have to like change the way that you're seeing things. And like, rather than complaining about work or complaining about your drive home or whatever it is, like, sorry, <clears throat> in those moments in throughout your day, there's a million things for you to find that are good things. You just got to look for them and it'll take time yeah. to learn it. It and really I think does there's make a, a notion impact. Sorry. I agree. On. And there's something that people argue, which is like positive. They're negative. What's it, what do they say? Toxic positivity, which is a I thing. I can see. I can see. I don't know if I'm like, but I, I do think, I think feelings are valid. So if you're having a bad day and like finding the good in that day might be so, so, so hard. And you know what? Maybe just right off that day. But it's like, okay, totally valid. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give myself today to sulk. Or maybe it's just this hour to sulk. But after that, I'm gonna compartmentalize and go on to the next hour and find the good because that's how I wanna continue. Like I think about how you want to show up. Do I wanna show up as that 
as that chick who's like super negative that is always dwelling on those negative feelings and emotions. No, the, the, the heart of who I am wants to show up at her best. And the way I have to do that is finding the positives in almost every situation. Right. No, you're right. And dear, did you see that TikTok I sent you of that lady with the most traumatic life? No. Would she know why? <laughs> I want you to watch it. It's funny. She basically comes in and she's just talking about all these crazy things that have happened to her in the last like five hours. She's like, oh. there's a hornet nest in my shower. <laughs> like, oh, shit like that. It's and like that's, a joke. I know. But... But even like I've seen people just like there are hard like weekends or weeks where it's just it feels so hard. And for me, what it, what has helped is interrupting those feelings with a gratitude practice and finding the good even in the bad. I agree. I, uh, yeah, it's, it's a hard thing to change. I'm still working on changing them, but I know that I have made much progress in this area for a long time. I just didn't understand that positive thoughts and being grateful really did affect, you know, who you are and how you present yourself for a long time. I, I was that person that was very much, I don't understand. Like my thought process was this. I have everything that is so beautiful in my life. Why can't I be happy? And like that thought right there, excuse me. So I had to really like take a step back and just learn how to be grateful. Yeah. That thought makes me feel like it sounds very like, um, Rachel, I have had clinical depression. Yeah. I'm finally, I think, on the tail end of it. Okay. So for like years, years, I was depressed. And it was, it's really hard to find, it's really hard to find the mental capacity to look at things positively. It's just not there. Like, it's just, there's no connection there. Yeah. And most, I would say that like a lot of people that have, you know, clinical depression, or I think it's major depression or clinical depression. I can't remember. Anyway, the, the, the thoughts, they just aren't, it's just not there. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Well, wait, so what changed for you? Was it just having the perspective of your kids? I think many things played a part. I think it was age. I think it was um, understanding ADHD in a whole new light. I think it was kids. I think it was being in a safe environment that, you know, allowed me to grow. And I think it was therapy. And I think that there was many, many things that have allowed me to get through this. There was something I found which... Um, when I was doing the research on this is for someone to be able to benefit from these, um, from the gratitude practice, they have to have emotional maturity. Yeah, I could see that for sure. I could see that for sure. I mean, it's hormones as a teenager, which was, you know, my years of where I was depressed. 
they're they're hard. They're really hard. And when I say hormones as a teenager, I mean the immaturity there. Well, no, that's what I'm, I'm just, but like you can be divorced 40 years old and not have the emotional like IQ to mm-hmm. put yourself in a state mm-hmm. of gratitude I or at think least of many people. benefits of that. Yeah. So not, not a divorce. Say I'm talking like many, uh, older folks not having it emotion, the emotional capacity to do it for sure. For sure. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about on gratitude? I think we got our point across. Yeah, I think so too. All right. Anything else you want to talk about today? Mm, let's see. I had a random video go viral on TikTok. That was funny. <laughs> ENT. It's still popping off. I don't know. Everybody Good for you. in my comment section is everybody just raging about allergies. i've created a community well maybe they'll listen to the podcast okay (laughs) um like the podcast follow the podcast answer our poll questions slide in the dms share this podcast to your friends and family and whoever and we'll talk to you soon all right bye guys (sighs) 